everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. Welcome back. Two average guys. Glad to be here. Um, ready to talk some Husker football and talk about the big back to back W's from both Indiana yeah. and then Rutgers. So, absolutely. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, um, two wins in a row. Haven't really been able to talk about that for a while. This was 2018 was the last time we had back to back W's. Big Ten road wins or Big Ten wins. I mean, yeah. Just in general. That was our first road win that since we beat Rutgers in, 20, in 2018. Uh, well, 2020, but 2020, that was the COVID right. year yep, where there was no fans. So, a lot of firsts in a while. <laughs> yeah, so, so enjoy it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a win. Yeah, it's Rutgers, but... Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of comments over the last couple of weeks that are like, oh, we're really this excited that we beat Indiana. Oh, you're really going to celebrate a win over Rutgers? And it's like, this is a better win over anybody. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. especially when your defense, who struggled mightily the first few games and has still struggled a bit, but has pitched a shutout in the second half in the last two games. That, to me, is halftime adjustments, coaching. Yep. We've made drastic, um, positive improvements <laughs> in adjustments yeah, well, in the first, over the last couple of games. Yeah, I think one thing that a lot of the argument comes down to those adjustments shouldn't have to be made at halftime. Like we want to be able to make those in-game adjustments and that's what people want to see. And that's what I don't think we're seeing as much as we want to as a fan base. Um, Not to say that they're not trying to adjust in games, but I mean, we've been talking about it for years, Jimmy, that we're not seeing adjustments, not even in the game and at halftime. And now we finally are starting to see some of those adjustments happen. New defense coordinator, uh, new head coach. So hopefully we keep continuing to see that. New new guys on the field, um, which has been pretty good if you ask me. I mean, the guys that have gotten their opportunities for the most part have stepped up. Yeah. Um, You know, what's his name? was Fresh Hartzog. Yeah, Yeah, Hartzog was freshman of the week last week, and he had an interception to seal the game this week. I mean – Kudos to those guys for the, taking the punt, the punt block last punt block week. For touchdown. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a punt block this week, which could have been catastrophic. Obviously, we stepped up and it made it only three, and that was kind of the difference in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think our, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, our defense didn't play very good. I'm like, well, they did shut them out in the second half. Yes, it's Rutgers, but, you know, they, they had a couple really good passes in the first half. Actually, I think it was maybe one in the first, one it in the second half. Vedral threw Vedral one. two in the first quarter. Or first half, one, whatever it was. But he, he dropped dimes. I mean, that they were defended, maybe were. not the best, yeah. but Hartzog was right there. Um, he made, he was there on the guy, just didn't didn't make the the play. But I mean, he just dropped a couple dimes, and that that alone is just something you got to give him credit for. But he's not a good passer. I mean, we saw no. it the rest of the game. What's up, Casey? What's up, Kara? Uh, we saw it the rest of the game that they were switching he, quarterbacks. And Simon wasn't good, but oh, no, he's not. But he's, he's more of a passer, though, and they needed to. Well, yep. they didn't really need to, actually. Um, but Vedral got cleared before the game to play, so he was injured. And, and then he he was definitely going to play if he had the opportunity. Well, to play he got drilled sense. too. He got hit a couple yeah. times. You can see he got up kind of gingerly. And then in the second half, when he came back in, he had a guy fall on his ankle, which you could tell probably hurt too. Which is why I think he didn't play the rest of the game. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. as far as Rutgers goes, <laughs> they were really. Pretty stout on defense, especially run defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Ohio State scored 49 against them the week before, but they were pretty dang good on defense. Um, they were tight. They were doing all kinds of movement along the yep. line. You know, our guys were flustered. Casey was taking a lot of hits. But um, their offense was just not very good. They need to no. uh, find a balance between that offense and defense because defense is pretty good. The offense was really bad. Yeah, and, you know, kudos to our offensive line. Um, again, they did not have a great game, but we no. got Ben Hart was not playing after like the first couple right. series. They took him out. They did finally. Um, and that was probably one of the best decisions that was made uh, was to take give him somebody out. Some some experience. I mean, even he can't be any worse than that. At least give somebody some experience so that you know they're not coming in end of the year when they need to or next year with no experience at all yeah and i the number 77 um i'm trying to look yeah, him up right I now i can't I remember know there was his a name. couple names on that o-line that i didn't recognize there's a few numbers both sides that i didn't recognize and i like to see that because the guys that we've been having 
haven't really been cutting it. So yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find them real quick. So you know, another thing I think uh, we started to use our tight end more in the second half. Um, Oh, Hunter Anthony, that's who it was. That's so, Hunter was, Anthony yeah. came in. Hunter Anthony played pretty good uh, in the second right. half. He held his own. Yeah. Um, they were rushing pretty hard on the edges, and Ben Hart got beat early more than once, and then they're like, boom, we're going to give Hunter a chance. And he came in. I thought he played pretty well. Again, not great, but, again, if we're making his first play, first plays of the year, and against he came in and played good, pretty well. Against a pretty good defense, too. Um, I mean, again, it's records. But I think they they were showing stats in the game. I mean, throughout the last three years they've they've moved up from like 120th in overall defense to yep. like 80th to like oh yeah 18th or yeah something. they're something so ridiculous they're pretty good yeah but i do think uh, again our offensive line you know Kara mentioned you know they need to come together i think agreed i think they're starting to build a little confidence on the offensive line again they're not great they still have a long ways to go but the more you win games the more confident you're going to be as a team overall, the more confidence boost you're going to get from the other players on the team. You stop pointing fingers as much, and it's more of a team effort. And that's where I think now we got two in a row. I think we're going to continue to build on that going into Purdue this next week. Guys are fired up. They're going to practice today. They got tomorrow off. And then let's get back to work on Tuesday, and let's get it done. So Casey says Frost teams would have laid down and lost. I, I totally agree because – I said at halftime, I was like, man, that was maybe the worst half we played in a while. I mean, that first quarter especially was one of the worst I've seen in a while. But, um, yeah, at halftime, if that was Frost, I mean, I would have been like, there's no way. we're gonna." And we probably would have scored a touchdown, maybe kicked a field goal, we would have gotten it down close and would have lost a close <laughs> game. Yeah. So the last two weeks, during the fourth quarter when we were either tied – losing or just took a lead i didn't have the same feeling i text you yeah. you know in the indiana game I'm like i don't have that same like what are we gonna what mistake are we gonna make to lose this game i mean it's in the back of my mind a little bit sure but i just felt more confident like mickey and he's got the guys like in a different mindset not yeah. just like fear of failure let's pr- play not to lose they're playing to win and whether you win by 45 points or you win by one point against Rutgers, I don't care. We won the game, and we found a way to win, and that's something that we haven't been able to do for five, yeah. maybe ten years. Like, like Dalton says, you don't care how ugly it was. I mean, we don't – right now, there's, Nebraska there's doesn't – ugly, greasy, dirty road win, I'll take it. Nebraska doesn't need pretty wins. Mm-mm. Nebraska just needs to win, and that's that's what the fan base needs. That's what the, so that's the, players what the need. team needs. They show the players celebrating in the locker room, and they win 14-13. to 13. I yeah. mean – in, in years past, let's say, you know, in the Bo, Bo era, they wouldn't have been celebrating that. He'd been ripping them apart for winning a game like that. Yeah. But now that's what they need. Yep. That's yeah. And so continue to make things progress in the right way, I think. Yeah. And I, and I had a feeling that second half, I mean, again, things turned around a little bit. The energy felt a little different from the team. Um, and again, like, like Casey mentioned, you know, how are we going to find a way to lose? We've mentioned this so many times about how are we going to find a way to lose? And that is, that's not something I felt the last two games. And one thing we've also seen, um, as far as an adjustment and difference from the coaches is we got fire on the sidelines. We got Mickey yelling. We got Bush. These guys are getting upset at the players. They're yelling at them. They're getting in the grill. You know why? Because they practice this, and then they don't execute it. The coaches are getting mad, and that is what we've been talking about. I mean, for how long with Frost? Accountability. Frost, (laughs) Shenander, these guys didn't get mad. They're like, oh, you know, hey, come here. I'm going to whisper in your ear. No, you chew his ass out. He doesn't make the same if mistake If anything, again. you know, Frost maybe yelled at the refs a little bit. He maybe would get in somebody's face here and there. But you got Whipple, Whipple getting in Casey Thompson's face coming off, uh, taking a sack against Indiana two weeks ago. Sorry we didn't do a show last week, so we're kind of combining that. But he's ripping him, and then they they bench him. I mean, that's what you need. Yeah. I mean, and, and not do, even if you're the starting quarterback, nobody's, nobody's higher than anybody else. If you're not doing your job, you're not going to play. And let's talk about those first couple games with Frost. Uh and the the lack of fire, and Dalton says here, you know, Whipple's on Casey Thompson. If you saw Whipple those first two games, I know you're a new coach, but you had all all practice with them before the season started. You had a long time with these guys. Now Whipple's finally starting to get on their ass, and I'm like, were you not allowed to yell at the guys ahead of right. time? Like, and it's probably the case. I mean, I know there yeah. was some kind of controversy or you know some disconnect between Frost and Whipple. And maybe that was Frost trying to pull too many, you know, be the head guy pulling the strings, and 
that's Whipple's job. He yeah. needs to be able to one call the shots in that department. And he's trying to hold his guys accountable now. And maybe he wasn't able to do that before. So yeah, and so it's good to see. Yeah, so we're seeing a different fire. We're seeing we don't they don't show Bill Bush much on the sideline. Maybe I'm just not paying attention as much. But again, anytime we saw Chins on the sideline, like he just I didn't see any fire from him either. It just yeah, it, it was just like Frost. They always had the yeah. same facial expression, whether we we're up big, yeah. down big, close game. It again, it's same. it's a different fire. It's a different. The staff is bringing in energy, and I love 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 what Whipple said last week. He said, you know, we have the mentality of we're going to win out. We're going to win every game. Our guys believe it. We believe it as coaches. We have the talent to do so, and we can do it. And I think I – don't, I don't know if that mentality was there with Frost and when he was there. I just didn't – you didn't see that same fire, that same belief. It Not was, when you oh, win we got to – three, four, five games every season. That's yep. it. Yep. Don't, there's no belief. There's no confidence. There's no energy that – makes the team believe that yep yeah and we're seeing that now i mean i'm not saying that we're really really good but we're getting the job done yeah and i mean that like mickey keeps saying you know we're we just want to go one and oh this week and if they make it that simple they'll simplify things a little bit yep and that's kind of what they're trying to do and it's working so far yeah and i i hope to continue to see that did we miss a lot of tackles yeah um did we miss a lot of blocks yeah but when it came down to it, we, we made got the done. plays we needed to make and won the game. Yeah, and I think that's the most important. Again, like, people are like, oh, you beat Indiana. Yeah, Indiana was 3-1 and one at the time, though, and we had a losing record. So, yeah. And Indiana played Michigan tight in the big house yesterday. Until, like, or no, I guess until, the, until the fourth quarter. But still, they played it pretty tight. Yeah, so I just I think that we're seeing a big difference in the coaching staff, which is that belief in the players, the belief in their team, the accountability for those players that are making mm-hmm. mistakes, getting on their ass when they make mistakes, and the players have that belief too. A lot of times, what do you you see a lot, and what we've seen a lot the last couple of years? You see a coach get fired, a head coach get fired, and things go the opposite way. You don't get right. You don't get that same energy. You might have guys transfer almost immediately out of the program. A lot of people ask about, you know, is this going to hurt our program? I don't know if it is. I think this coaching staff is getting these guys. They're helping them buy in. Their belief in them, again, I think it's just different than what they were getting before. And if you're not getting that belief from your coaches and your coaches aren't ripping you a new one because you sucked, it's like, oh, I can suck and still play tomorrow. You know, that's that's not something I want from a coach. And I right. think these guys, they're competitors. They want to win. They don't want to lose. And so we're seeing that difference on the field. Yeah, and especially when, you know, they're making changes at personnel. I mean, when you're putting different players in uh, because the other guys weren't cutting it. Now these guys are like, well, you weren't getting it done. I haven't had my opportunity. When I get my opportunity, we're gonna, I'm going to get it done, and we're going to win. Yep. And I kind of hope that we keep going that way. <laughs> I mean, look, look at, um, uh, again, Hartzog getting in there Hartzog. and playing. And, I mean, they, they picked on him early. I mean, they, they had two long throws on him. They were nice passes. Like you said, he was maybe close or pretty pretty good position. Yeah. But he wasn't, um, way, he wasn't, he wasn't trailing way behind. Position. He was right there to tackle him right afterwards. Um, the Big Ten officiating has been pretty bad. Um, didn't like some of the calls. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we got away with a couple. They're, they called a couple on us that they probably shouldn't have. They called a couple on them that they definitely shouldn't have, too. So I think that they definitely shouldn't have. I think as bad. a whole, the officiating just sucked all together because, I mean, they were, they were calls that could have potentially impacted the game from a scoring standpoint from both sides. I mean, that – I and mean, it sucks. They, at least they called the personal foul um, unnecessary roughness that pretty much sealed the dub for us. Yeah, and that, that um, was that just, was just a, a dumb really play stupid. By that kid, but uh, but we got you know Brandon Moore. I mean Brandon Moore comes awesome. in he and he in. also gets a, he an interception. I mean that's these are guys that it's like who are these guys yeah. I and mean, what are they doing? So that's exciting to see different players get different opportunities, to get in there and show what they can do. And again. That's that's coaching. That's accountability. You're pulling a guy maybe, or you're putting a guy in for a situation like, hey, we need you on this play because we know this is going to be this type of pass, this type of run. Like this is a situational defensive play. That's a scheme. That is that's that's what you do. You strategize in the game, and that's what our, I think our coaches are doing to get the best guys in there when we need them. Now on fourth and one, do we want to do a end around handoff to <laughs> Trey Palmer? No, that was that wasn't even a handoff. That was like a pitch backwards. It, it was not what we wanted to do. We I, want to get in there and just bowl forward, but uh, that's for we can save that for another. Time. Yeah. So so Ross Ross thinks and a couple people on here said Mickey Mickey's the guy. 
uh, want to ride with. He's smart enough. Uh, guys, guys are rallying around him, and he can recruit. I, I don't disagree. I think we'll see what the rest of the season holds. I don't know. I just don't know enough about Mickey other than what I've seen, and I love what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, again, we I see agree. a lot of guys, those defense coordinators. It, it's it's weird. A lot of times you don't see offensive coaches, or especially wide receiver coaches, get promoted to a head coaching role in college or pro level. A lot of times it's a defense coordinator or offensive coordinator. Right. But not to say he's not the guy. I think right now he's showing everybody I want to be the guy and I can be the guy. And that that's a big boost, again, to this team because this team wants to stick together if they want to play for him right. and they want to know that he's in it for the long haul. So I, I like him a lot. I, I just – it's tough because I don't know, you know, I need to get a coach that's got head coaching experience. I don't know what the answer is. It's still too early to say. Um, let's just keep keep going and see how things finish out, yeah. I guess. And, Ross, I didn't see that uh, interview from Brandon Moore. I'll check it out. Um, Kara mentioned special teams started to really make a presence. Um, the block punts suck. Um, other than that, I mean, that is – that's coverage. That's just – that's basically coverage. It's not on the punter. But we are seeing a difference with our punting. We have guys that can kick – we have a couple guys that can kick field goals. So we are seeing a difference yeah. there in special teams. We're not losing games because of our special teams. Right. Um, and that, that's a huge note to make. When we take the lead, I don't know why we kind of did a short kick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I said, man, it. we can't even try to – we can't even win right. And we fumbled on eh. taking a knee, so we still can't win right. But we, <laughs> we're getting there. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so a couple, a couple of things that we've talked about more than once that I still don't understand – we shouldn't be catching punts inside the ten. If Definitely they not the five. if they kick the ball high in the air on the kickoff, just fair catch it. You get a twenty five no matter what. So just fair catch it. Um, unless you have a clear runway and you're already at the twenty five or thirty, like then yeah, catch it and then take a knee, whatever you got to right. do. But um, you know, they don't catch it inside the ten. I mean, their their punter was good. They were talking about how. He's had so many punts inside the 20, whatever. But yep. let one go. If they down at the one, they down at the one. If they if they get if, you inside the 10, inside the 5, kudos right, to the punter. I mean, right. That's just a good punt. Um, but if you're catching it at the 5, I mean. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, there's, better oppor- there's a higher probability it goes in for a touchback than anything else. A couple other things I'd like seeing adjustment on is our 4th and 1. Again, yeah. the the end around with Palmer for one that was it looked like a botched play because he didn't get it to him pretty fast. Like it was just off timing was off for one. Yeah, we had nobody blocking out where Palmer was going, which was a mistake. Our line actually got a really good push up front. forward. All or Casey could have just grabbed he it. He could have just walked. Like, he could have literally walked, walked. For four yards. He could have just walked. Um, so that was bad. Uh, that was really bad. And then the other fourth down, fourth and one, where we go shotgun empty set. That I just. In any pro college, no matter who what team you are, that is one of the easiest, should be one of the easiest QB sneaks to get or go eye formation, get a running back, get Yant in front of the running back, or let a lineman line up as a fullback and get Yant running the ball. Whatever. Somebody or that's going to bust forward for you. At least line them up if, if you're going to do like a little quick out or something. At least sell the run. Yeah. I mean, you can't just... Yeah, no back hit. <laughs> Anthony, yeah, Anthony Grant, he really did truck the cornerback. Oh, um, man, that was that phenomenal. Was, the corner was just, he was standing on his heels, and he's like, all right, I'll take you. If you're not going to come get me, I'm coming to get you. And he did not slow down. He's a beast, man. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. And one thing, I don't know if anybody else saw this, it was um, one of the last possessions for Rutgers. And uh, it was a third and 11 or something, and they get a pass over the middle. But we had a linebacker coming through the middle, to uh to come hit the quarterback before he threw it and their running back hit the hole to block him running back launched up crown of his helmet launched up into our guy's face and knocked knocked his ass out i could not believe they didn't call targeting on mm-hmm. the running back there with how forceful that hit was it's pretty unbelievable but at the same time with how bad the refs were not that surprised. I think yeah. it was Gifford maybe coming through the hole, but huh. uh, but either way, I, I right. think yeah, it definitely had a bell feeling to it that just knocked his ass. That was um, great to see. That might have been a little bit of frustration by Grant because he was not really able to go anywhere all day. Yeah. So Ross, uh, it might have been Reimer that got hit. You it might have been. been. Hopefully, it was all right. It was um, bad. He got up because he, he yeah he had a pretty good game actually. So yeah, really, I thought our linebackers played better. Heinrich struggled in the beginning. Gosh, he's just, he was just, just slow, so slow a little bit, and it was like that early in the season too. I yeah. don't know if he's fighting some injuries or what, but he's uh 
I don't know. He looked a little bit better in the second half yeah, for sure. Reimer played well. I mean, Reimer's just a, he's really a ball good. hawk. Uh, I thought I thought Garrett Nelson played really well. That might have mm-hmm. been one of his better games. Caleb Tanner probably played one of his better games. Um, got got a lot of good Mathis, push on the line. Mathis, you know, showed up a few times. Got his hands up. Feist was playing pretty well. Uh, Ty Robinson too. So yep. yeah, Ty Ty actually looked like he was playing with a different energy yesterday. Yeah. Like that's that's probably the best game I've seen Ty have, even though he may not just have gotten to the quarterback, the quarterback a ton. Just getting um, getting through. I mean, I he's a, we met him. He's a huge dude. Like he's I don't want that guy. guy I don't want him running at me. Um, no. it's terrifying. So, uh, yeah, angles by Heinrich. I agree, Ross. Mm-hmm. I, it's not so much that he's slow; it's the angles he's taking. Just crazy because he was so good last year. Yeah. So you know, I think we have we still have a lot of work to do. Um, I think everybody knows that. I think we have still a long hill to climb. Purdue is definitely going to be a test. It is. Uh, Purdue beat Minnesota, and Minnesota looked like they were really good. And Purdue, Purdue, I didn't think it was very good. And then no, they then go they beat and, Maryland too. So and they beat Minnesota on the road. Right. Um, so Purdue is not a, a slack team, and, and they still have Brahm as their coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. So we don't want. With I don't want to get in the in the league. So. I don't want to get out coached. If we're going to lose, I want to lose on the field because they were just the better team. But if we win, I want to. I want it to be because of our coaching and our adjustments and how we make those in-game plays and then get yeah. adjustments to do what we need to do to win. And that's. I don't want to get out coached though. We've been out coached no. for too many years, right. too many we games. Have, I mean, we're gonna have to have a solid run game. It's gonna have to be better than it was this week. More than forty-seven yards from yes, Grant. I think it's gonna have to. He's gonna have to be close to a hundred or over. We're gonna have to have some more big plays from uh, Casey to Palmer. Uh, Washington cannot drop as many passes as he did against Rutgers because yep. he dropped a lot. He did. Um, but he also had some good catches. Yeah. Uh, is, um, We're going to use the tight ends like we did. Yeah, we started using them more. And, man, that was like a second or third. And, like, a, I think we passed them two two plays in a row. Mm-hmm. And it was third and, like, 15. Well, we had or the second ball, and 15. We started the ball at, like, the 10 after a punt. And then we got, like, a false start. And we are at the 5. And yep. Then, we end up getting digging yeah, out of it. Two back to back passes to, to Volkleg. I mean, he's just the guy's looking really good. Um, we use Chancellor Brewington out there a couple times. Again, yeah, he's okay. a guy that I think we use as a blocker. We use the guy that uses his hands to catch the ball. I think there's just there's a lot of opportunities still, and if we can tap into that opportunity, we're gonna see we're gonna get to a bowl game this year. Like absolutely, we mm-hmm. might even get seven wins. I mean, the season is not. <laughs> the season's been saved almost. If we can go four and two this what the rest of this way out. It's gonna be tough to do that. We got a, a you know the tougher part of our schedule now. Yeah, but um, but man, Iowa sucks. Cool. Holy cow! It nine to six losing to oh my. I mean Illinois is gonna be better than than we thought. They're gonna be tough. Yeah, they're gonna play defense, really good defense, and they're gonna run the ball. So it's gonna be a lot like this Rutgers game. Yep. Um. So we're gonna have to. Probably play better than we did. It's yeah, be a home game, but yep. um, yeah, we got to go on the road to play Purdue this week. So yeah. another night game, which I like. But uh, we're, we're one of three teams at, at the top of the West with two and one Big Ten yeah, records. That was so nice to be first place after Friday night. <laughs> hey, it lasted a whole night. Um, right, let's take what we can get. So I think you know Ross mentions the offensive line, and I know Jimmy and I have talked about it for years, for, for years now. But I think we're starting to see more and more the not only the lack of development on the offensive line. I, I don't think you can put Riola's name on the development yet. I think if we don't see a big change next year and we don't continue to see changes throughout this year, I think that's a problem. But what I really want to see from our offensive line, again, is just coming together, building that confidence, and starting to get better every game. They're not going to be perfect. Cochran is still struggling. Ben Hart needs to not play again. Um, Hickson seems to be playing pretty well. Uh, he's had a decent year so far. Um, we have guys that, again, I think it's not due to lack of talent. I just don't think they've been developed. But to Ross's point, I don't think recruiting big, mean, nasty-ass offensive linemen have been a, was ever a focus for Scott Frost. I don't think so either. Because what did he, he even said this after, I think it was after last year, or maybe the year before, he wanted to recruit speed over – uh, overweight so he wanted guys that again he wants to run a fast offense a fast paced offense uh, a fast tempo high tempo because that's not big 10 style the problem is the big 10 said the big 10, you can't do that the big 10 has its style all the other teams are that way so you can't change that yeah and i or think if you you tried and you failed because it didn't work yeah and so 
he kept trying to do that. So the result is we don't have big, mean, nasty-ass offensive linemen. Guess because who does? That's not what he Iowa wanted. Iowa does. Wisconsin does. Minnesota does. Illinois does. Purdue does. Ohio State. I all mean, the Big Ten does. All the other teams do. So he wanted, he wanted the Big Ten to adjust That's to That's why we've him. lost to all these teams in our division for so many years <laughs> in a row because they have big guys. That push people around, and they just push. Well, Rutgers was pushing us around. Well, and when the game first half for sure. Well, when the game matters, when the game matters, you need to run some clock. You got to be able to push, and we don't have that. And so, again, third third and three, you need to be able to run the ball for four yards for a first down. We can't do that right now. And so I think again, Riola, he's got his work cut out for him. Part of it is also strength and conditioning. You have to get these guys, not just your footwork, not just your fundamentals, but. These guys have to be game-ready and strength-ready. And I think Riola, I think he's got his work cut out for him. Like I said, I'm not putting anything on him yet, but I want to see a big jump the rest of the season into next year. For sure, and I agree with you, Dalton. I mean, we do. we got big guys, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they're huge. Yeah, some of our guys are really big. They, they have offensive lineman size. Not necessarily, depending on who you're playing, maybe not the weight, but – the strength isn't there, and the fundamentals are not there. And so that, where we're getting pushed around, I mean, the the line of scrimmage is yep. in the backfield well, when so, we're on offense. We're, we're better on the defensive side, I'd say. But Yeah, so I was never – obviously, I was not an offensive lineman. As you can see, I'm not a very big guy. I, I put um, the line as a freshman. But if you're, if you're looking at an offensive line, you watch these guys in pro football, even watch other college games. The guys in the offensive line – are in a good stance. They got their knees in a good position. They're bent a little bit. Our guys are almost standing up when they start to move their feet. So when they start in a down squat position and then they go straight up, they're already beat. Mm-hmm. You can have good footwork, but if you're standing straight up, you're beat. And so our guys are getting flat-footed. They're getting on their heels, and then they're already behind the guy across from them. And that is one thing that can definitely be worked on in practice and needs to be worked on in the film room and in practice. And that's something that we're not seeing is that change. And so watch the offensive lineman next week. Watch their footwork and tell me if I'm wrong because I I guarantee I'm right. I saw it happen with Cochran more than once where he stood straight up and then he's already getting beat. The guys around him, he's chasing. So uh, Ben Harder Cochran, by far the worst offensive players I've seen in Nebraska my whole 42 years of life. Ross, you're old. I'm kidding. Uh, That's fine. uh, Yeah, no, I – 35, and I I haven't seen offensive linemen like this over the last – even the last eight what eight years, maybe. Like, we haven't had great offensive linemen. No. Makes me cry every time I see him out there. Yeah, don't, man, that's, <laughs> that's – but I was much. very joyful when I saw he was no longer playing, and – Yeah, he was out there, and I I think I even said out loud, I'm like, he's still out there, and then – I think, I think there was a sack. Out, or, yeah. There was a sack, and then the next drive – um, I saw that right side of the line, and he was not on there. And I'm like, here we go. All right. Let's mix it up. We've been talking about it all season. It's about time. Terry, welcome to, this, welcome to the show. I hope you're wrong, but... You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. I hope we put up 41. The thing is, can we, <laughs> can we match it? That's yeah. the thing. I mean... Can at, we? At yes. At this point... Will we? It, offensive line. Like we said, I mean, we went 14 to 13... You know, we could have won 70 to nothing, but we won the game. Didn't matter. Can we score more than Purdue does? They're probably going to score on us, yes. Well, I agree. But one thing one thing I will say, and this is the interesting thing, Terry, that I've always been just, I don't know, just fascinated by Big Ten games and Big Ten matchups. It doesn't necessarily matter how good that other team was. It's how you prepare for the game. It is... Technique. I mean, look, Ohio State, well, two years ago, we lost by five points to them. And we were the underdog by, like, probably at least th- two or three scores in that game. At least. Probably more like four. And we lost by five. It was at home, right? Um, or was that on the road? No, that was on the road. I think it, it was. So, at the shoe, I mean, that's pretty incredible. I. So, yes, they probably could put up 40. But I also think it's going to come down to how our coaches prepare for that game. Uh, when they had Moore and uh, who was the other guy, wide receiver, Bell. Uh, Bell. When they had Moore and Bell, I'm like, shoot, they're going to put up tons of points. And our and defense didn't. played really well. Yeah. I, so as much as I I think you're not wrong, I also hope that you're 100% wrong because I'd like to see a, a much better matchup. We don't see a lot of big point spreads in Big Ten games because 
A lot of times it comes down. Six game or a 14, 13 game. But the biggest difference is offensive line, defensive line. And that is where, yes, I'm all 100% agree with what you're saying that that could very well happen. Um, yeah, we're missing two linemen for the year. That's uh, true. Yeah. That, that is yep, true. Can't go wrong there. Ross, and very good even, point. Um, what's his name? That will is it Williams or whatever that was that came in for Teddy yep. and he, he yep. he's out too. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of depth issues too, but um, we're getting by. Yeah, I mean, listen, I again, I I think we're starting to see the changes in the coaching. We're starting to see the changes in the guys' energy. They're starting to believe, and they're believing in themselves. And the more you believe in yourself, hopefully the harder that you work, you're like, hey, I'm this guy now. I mean, look at Brandon Moore. He's got to be that guy now. Hartzog, he's got to be that guy now. He's got to continue to play well. The guys that are playing well, they're making plays. They're getting rewarded for it, whether it's an interception, a block punt, a sack, whatever that may be. Keep doing what you're doing, and then also focus on what you can improve on. When they watch Purdue film – they got to look at that and be like, all right, this is what I would do in that situation. I've never watched film in my life, except for what, seventh grade. I was on defensive end, and I totally blew my coverage because I bit, <laughs> and then I never played defensive end again. Um, but I don't know if I ever watched film for football, except for when I watch games now, and then I rewatch games. It's like, all right, we, we could have done better. <laughs> well, and, you know, just watching with friends that don't, know much about football they're like oh why don't they do this why don't they do that and i'm like oh it's it's not that easy i mean if you watch the replay of it you can sit back and see plus there's a hundred different things that play into it so i mean we're we're not the the coaches we don't we don't know but uh no i think that we need to come in very well prepared for this game against purdue um you'd have that belief that hey you know if we keep winning, we could win the West. And this these next two games are a big part of that. Because yeah. Purdue and Illinois are tied with us at the top. Huge. And one of those two Illinois is five and one. Is probably gonna win the West. You know, Illinois can't we can't let Illinois win the West. Right. Let's so, go. Um couple things. So Ross, you mentioned Mathis um on D. Mathis I, I think really the first two first three games, he was really slow off the bat. I think he's progressively gotten better. Uh, still not great, but I think we're seeing a different energy out of him too, man. That guy is just busting off the line a little bit different. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Ty Robinson, um, he's getting meaner. I think he's getting a little more confidence on the line. Again, I don't know why the dude's huge. He should already have it. But, again, when you, if your coaches aren't trying to build you up and trying to make those changes. But I would still like to see a lot more of our defensive line, Ty Robinson specifically. But I think Mathis is getting a little bit better. Um, Ty, hopefully he continues to get better and we see some of that unstoppable uh, attitude because that dude is just a beast. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara, to your point, yes, we have younger guys stepping up. Uh, also starting to see some of those leaders. What happens, and we talked about this uh, more than once, but what happens is when you get someone gunning for your job, does it push you? Or what we've seen a lot of is guys just transfer. Right. So guys transfer out when they have to compete. What I want to see is, hey, now, Ben Hart, you got, you got your job taken. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to stay yeah. or are you going to transfer? Right. Are you going to work your ass off and try to get your job back and be a better offensive lineman, or are you just going to fold and let it happen? So that's on him. That is on every player that's not playing because someone else, a younger guy, maybe jumped ahead of him. That, that's your wake-up call. If, it wasn't, if there was no wake-up call before, that's it right there. Yeah, um, there's and I mean we've talked about it already, but just the amount of guys that are popping up on, you know, on the field that I've never heard of or was not expecting to see play. Yep. I mean, Hartzog, I didn't think he played this year. Um, yeah. He was kind of a last minute signee, if I remember right. Yep. Um, but it's it's awesome to see somebody like that contribute. Yep. This early. Uh, John mentions can't let Purdue get out thirteen nothing. Absolutely not. I mean that's. We shouldn't have been out thirteen nothing to um, to Rutgers either. Um, we can't let that happen against really the rest of the year. We have to no. get to a better start. We can't come out flat on our first drive after giving up a TD on their first drive. Come out three and out or one first down, and then, first punt. Down and then punt. We can't do that. I mean, that's score those zero are points in the first half. I mean, we won't win another game if yeah. we score zero points in the first half. Those are game changers. That, that's you just can't do that unless you're. Iowa in the Big Ten, you still might lose without scoring any points. But when your MVP is your punter, 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, Feist, absolutely. I think Feist is, he's at, I think he passed Ty in production after the second game. Um, yeah. He's kind of been up and down, <coughs> a little inconsistent, but well, Feist has been kind of a surprise too. He's made like more splash plays, like bigger plays, yep. I'd say. Then, uh, like you said, a little inconsistent, but yeah, he's been he's been decent. Man, this this is where I miss Casey Rogers. I wish he wouldn't have transferred. Oh, I know he liked uh, Tony uh, going to Oregon, but man, I thought Casey Rogers was going to be a huge part on that defense mm-hmm. this year. But um, hopefully, he's doing well. I don't know. Um, penalties, you know, penalties have been better. A lot better. Last week was just a penalty fest for both teams. It was. And it just was like you couldn't take a step right without them wanting to go left. Yeah, so, and, and I, I, mean, think, I think yesterday what we saw a lot of, and we mentioned already, is what we saw a lot of is just some bad calls. I mean, we got an offensive pass interference when Palmer didn't touch the guy. And they got an offensive pass interference when, when they, didn't didn't. T- they didn't touch our guy. Yeah, and so the, the penalties yesterday, I think, you know, you can look at that kind of with, you know, Grain salt, if you will, like it may or may not have been a penalty, but um, you know, I, I think you gotta look at how are the penalties are hurting us, when they hurt us, what's the timing of those penalties. I mean, that penalty that they called on Palmer that was huge because that was a really big play. Mm-hmm. I think it was a third down play, mm-hmm. long pass, like thirty-five yards or something. I mean, that was huge. That was going to put us at least in field goal position, and uh, we got that strip from us. So um, I don't think I don't think they're hurting us like they have in the past. But I also think that we need to really take a look at those penalties and make sure that we are, um, you know, keeping those. A little closer to heart. Uh, yeah, we both had nine penalties, one for 67 yards against us. They had 97 yards in penalties. But yeah. I didn't think, watching that game, I didn't see nine penalties. That's, I mean, we maybe had five or six. But, um, you know, it, nothing we can control. The thing is, when those penalties get called that maybe aren't penalties, you, you got you to gotta do something about it. So, uh, But, yeah, penalties, yes, penalties are always frustrating. Um, the way we score, or say, the way we can score on Purdue is if we work the outsides and allow Casey to roll outside the pocket. Man, Casey is a guy that I think he has more ability than maybe he believes in himself. Mobility? Ability and mobility. Both. I would say mobility. Well, yeah, ability. And I think he, think, I think he knows he's got ability because he can sling it. Well, I meant like ability to go outside the pocket, he, but, which is mobility. Yeah, I mean, it. I think that... He, <laughs> I am the only one drinking, but I'm not drunk. I, Don't worry. Right, <laughs> sorry, I'm not drinking. But um, I think, uh, you know, we've gotten used to that that Taylor Martinez, that Adrian yeah. Martinez, that, you know, all these running quarterbacks that we've had that, you know, first sign of, you know, a little adversity and they just run. And Casey doesn't do that, which I like, but he takes a few more sacks than I'd like, or yeah. it's just a little bit scarier than I'd like. Yep. And I think he does have opportunities to run it. I don't want him to run it too much because he's already getting, he's already getting, he's getting blasted. blasted, man. I mean, he's taking all kinds of shots. He's a tough, tough, tough kid. Yeah. So I don't want him getting hurt, you know, running the ball ten times a game. But. You know, on a on a second and long, or, or you know, even third and long, yep. he's got that opportunity to either get a first down or make it manageable or just better field position to you know whatever it is instead of taking a sack or a loss or just throwing it away. I think he's got those opportunities. Yeah, but and you know that might be a bigger factor in some of these bigger games down the stretch. So maybe yeah. they'll let him loose a little more than they have, or yeah. Tell him, you know, hey, if you see that, you got to take advantage of that. Maybe they yep. see that in film. You got audible. But... You got to do something. Um, before I move on to my next point about Casey moving outside of the pocket, John, as a Cubs fan, being a Cowboys fan as well for me, it's, it's been a hard life. But I had I a Cubs shirt Cowboys on before fan the game st- through before and we through. started, but I changed it to Husky. So, also a Cubs fan. But <laughs> you're funny. I like it, John. Um, but yeah, so I, again, I think there was a play yesterday. Uh, or Friday, where Casey started to scramble out of the pocket to his right. The problem was Hunter Anthony was blocking there, and so he's blocking he on the outside. Right. Well, he didn't block him into it. The guy got off his block and chased him. So he didn't need to roll out of the pocket. He actually he still, had, just, he still had space. All he had to do was move up. Right. And okay. so he, he ran to the right when he could have just moved up. And that, again, I think that's something hopefully they see in film and say – 
that, hey, like that that's not a situation. Your your guy's blocking his guy that direction. Don't go that direction. You move up and go around him to open up that space mm-hmm. to throw the ball. And th- those are the kind of things you see when you watch uh, not not just college football, but pro football too. These guys make those adjustments and they know where that block is going. Because I thought Hunter Anthony was blocking really well there. And then the guy's like, oh, shit, you're going that way? I'm going to get off my block and go that way, too, and I'm going to come get you. And yeah. um, unfortunately, fortunately for us, it wasn't a sack. I lost it. But, and that's a that's a, a new player yep. playing. And so that's one of those experienced things you talk about. They get 100%. You know, more familiar with each other. Um which way you know, tendencies and and which way guys move and stuff like that. So things like that will work themselves out, I think. Yeah. Ross, I think you're right. I don't think if if we would have stayed with the coaching staff, um, we wouldn't have won the last two weeks. Again, Absolutely not. Again, that, that changing uh, from first half to second half, uh, I see more energy in the locker room. I wish I was in there, be a fly on the wall and hear what Mickey and the coaches are saying. Uh, because I can only imagine like they ripped them a new one at halftime. There's no oh, way, thousand percent. There's no way they they, they went. They probably they wanted to cry. Um, so I think yeah, John mentioned here again. They're not giving up. These kids are playing their hearts out. They want to win. And again, we normally we don't come down on the players at all. Like yeah, they might have a bad game. We might mention that they're not playing well. This and that. But besides Ben Hart, uh, <laughs> but other than that, like if we did that to Garrett Nelson after we his did. first couple of years, first year or two. For but Garrett, now I love him. These guys want to win. They're playing their hearts out. They're not giving up. They want to play for Mickey. And they want to play that's... for Bill Bush. They want to play for Mark Whipple. They're not playing. They're playing for the guys next to them more than anything else. And I think that's more on coaching, if you ask me. Like, yeah, they get into the locker room at halftime, and yeah, they might rip them, but it's this is for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, you get me a win, and I don't know if that's how Frost felt or not, but yeah, light a fire under them, like. Hey, we want you guys to win. You're not winning for us. You're yep. winning for yourselves. You're winning for this team, the fans, winning for everybody. And whatever they're doing is working, yeah. I guess. But we haven't, seen the fire. we haven't seen that. It wasn't like that with Riley. It no. wasn't like that with Frost. No. Casey, um, I'm going to wear a Cowboys helmet next week with a tinted, a hard-tinted visor just for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to dress like Zeke. Um you know, I again, I it was it's inspiring to see the football team play like they want to win, yeah. not like I'm gonna play just to not lose. No, I'm gonna play to win, and that alone, again, that first game for Mickey coming out of the tunnel, I text Jimmy and I'm like, dude, there's a different energy. Like that mm-hmm. team looks a lot. That Mickey was super pumped coming out. Scott Frost was like, oh, dude, I'm just gonna run. No, Mickey's like. I'm sprinting like I'm excited. Let's go and yeah. You see, you see a lot of coaches do that. And as much as we give, um, uh, what's his uh, Baldy up in Minnesota, PJ. As much as we give Fleck a hard time, that guy inspires his team. He runs with his team. He's a weird guy, but he's doing something right in Minnesota because yeah. the guys like him. They believe in him. I don't think and the guys didn't. To, they're starting to win. I mean, yeah, they lost to Purdue two weeks ago. They had a bye yesterday, but they're doing things right. I mean. They want had ten win seasons. They played for a Big Ten championship. Yep. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I again, it's it's just different. And again, there there's certain coaches I'm not a huge fan of in the Big Ten just because they're in the Big Ten. But I also have respect for what they're doing in their programs. Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz are probably going to be fired after this year. Like I don't Brian see Ferentz, how they sure. I don't see how they keep their job. They both are like. I just don't get it. Yeah. And I hate to, you know, not that I want to keep harping on Iowa, but they are the big outlier in the Big Ten right now with how bad of football they're playing. Like, I just don't know how you don't make a change at quarterback. We haven't played great football, but we also are not only getting field goals in the game. Like, we're scoring points still. Or we have an offense. Only points are scored by your defense, or and your, your MV- defense got an interception that took you down inside. And your MVP yeah. is your punter. Like, you got to change something, Iowa. And I hope you don't, because I think we're going to kick your ass this year. But <laughs> um, I hope we do. You have yeah. a good defense. But, um, yeah, so I think there's there's just a lot to be thankful for, I think, as Husker fans. Again, I think, Kara, Casey, when you mentioned it early in the show, waking up on Saturday morning – after a W, Jimmy texts me too. He goes, "Man, it feels good waking like, up on a Saturday I woke morning." Up at like seven thirty, and I was like, "This is gonna be an awesome yeah. day." I was like, "I just get to watch I whatever watch I want." And we won. Yeah, 
It was great. won last night. Yeah, so I just, again, I think there's so much to be happy about as a Husker fan because because we're seeing these changes. We won two games in a row. We're tied for third in the Big Ten West. We have a 3-3 and record. (coughs) That's what I meant. We're one of three teams, sorry. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of changes on this team, and I think more than anything, the coaches are believing them. They're holding them accountable. The guys have the energy. The guys want to win for each other. They want to win for the team. They want to win for the state. They want to win for the coaches. We're seeing it all, and that to me just—it's been hard the last. It, it has because eight I, years I, have been hard. There was nothing I wanted more than I thought it would work with Frost. I wanted nothing more than it to work because I was like, if Frost doesn't, if Frost can't do it, then no one's gonna ever be able to do it. Get this thing turned around, and it just did not work. Yep. And I have not had the same feeling I did for the last five years when we've been in a tight game in the second half. I've yep. been like, we made changes. We. What they were doing that was killing us in the first half—they're not able to—they're not doing it right now because we're not letting them. And we're, you know, maybe weren't awesome, but we're making changes to the point where we have taken that lead and been able to win games. And I haven't had that nasty feeling in my stomach that we're gonna figure out a way to blow it. I have not felt that. You know what the most exciting part of that game was on Friday, in my opinion, the heart—I think it was the Hartsog interception. What did we do on our very first play? Touchdown. Oh, that was, was a Brandon Moore. That was a Farmer interception. Oh, that Farmer? We had three interceptions? We had three. Holy cow. That was so, the Farmer So, Farmer gets the interception. I was at the bar watching the game. I remember most of the game. Um, I remember the whole game. So, I'm not so, so, Farmer gets the interception. <laughs> very first play, we throw a touchdown pass. Like First play, 26-yard touchdown Those pass. Those are the kind of opportunities that, that Whipple and the coaching staff takes advantage of. You, talk, you hear it all the time. <laughs> when they're like, oh, this is a great opportunity for play action. Or this would be the ideal bootleg. Or this would be, like, you hear the announcer saying that. And we hand the ball off for one yard. In my head, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, like, first down, if you have an opportunity to go for it, go for it. And we did. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever seen that under Frost. That would have been a standard run, 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 pass. Like a <laughs> yard, yard on first down. Yard or two on second down, yep. incompletion but, on third down. But those are the adjustments that we just haven't seen in years. So it was very exciting. Again, that's why I think it was the most exciting play is because we haven't seen anything like that in a while. And so for them just to come out. Well, and they were locking Palmer down pretty good. I mean, they were they were keeping him in check. They were. And, and again, he, he had a pretty good game too. Um, who's the um, – Who's the wide receiver? I haven't seen in a while. I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, number five. Um, Omar Manning, he got hurt. No, no, not Manning. Uh, sorry. Um, Garcia Cast. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's been hurt the last two games. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So, but I, I think we got guys that got to step it up now. We well, got they injuries. said that they were running Tommy Hill at wide receiver. Interesting. During the week, yeah. I mean, maybe that's And he was back than... there returning punts. Yeah. I mean, I too. So if he's got good hands and he can run, yeah, like, a lot, he's not good on defense. Man, I tell you what, Alante Brown, <clears throat> on that end around that we did with him with that pitch back, if he would have made a decision to run, right, he would have been fine. But he kind of paused. It looked like that might have been a pass play too. He was gonna yeah, pass it. I'm like, oh like shit! Gonna... I thought he was gonna pass it. <coughs> like he, he definitely hesitated and it was like, man, what, what, what happened there? What was he doing? I'm like, well, That's... I think he was maybe gonna throw it, but he's like, I'm, you know, I'm a receiver, so if it's not there, yep. I'm not gonna. If it's not you know, clean. I'm not going to do Cause, it. Cause Alante, they're telling him. So he hesitated for a second and then just got nothing out of it. Cause Alante has got the speed. Mm-hmm. If he would have decided right away, there's nothing I'm going to run. He probably could have juked that defender, got around him or got to the I outside. Think that was 100% a pass. Yep. And so he didn't see the pass. He pulled it down. He's like, Oh shit. It what do I do? There. He let it, he tried to let it develop for a second. And then by the time he tried to turn the jets back on, it was too late. Yep. So again, I think we got a lot of talent. We have a lot of, uh, things to look forward to. <laughs> John, a bowl game is definitely not out of range. A bowl game is definitely in sight. This team, as much as you don't want to set just six wins to your goal, six has to be the goal. Like, it has to be. Go, you know, we go three and three in our next six games. We get to a bowl game, and that alone is going to build confidence. It's also going to get guys to want to come to Nebraska because they're going to see that change in mentality. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Ross, I, I think he was technically an athlete. That's right. So Because I think he played both sides. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. And with Omar, you know, Omar got hurt. Yep. And he's out. I don't know how long he'll be out, but he's been up and down, out. <laughs> yep. In and out all, all of his career. So, yeah. So, Kara's excited about the defense. Again, keep going. Get the big hits. Let's see some more guys knock some heads off without getting penalties. 
on the defensive side of the ball. Um, well, and I think so. Was Newsom hurt? Because that's why maybe more. And I think some of those so. Guys were yeah, some chances I, didn't, to play, yeah so. I didn't see Newsom playing. Um, I like Newsom. I think Bu- he's really Buford good. actually had a pretty good game too. He did too. Um, <coughs> you know me. that that Noah Vedral touchdown run. We had a couple guys just kind of fly right by. They ran right, rounds, yeah. But, uh, there was also like two. Big there was holds. two holds on that play. Yeah, that was right. that was bummer. But you know, it is what it is. We won. Um, I'm glad we won. I want to keep winning. I, I saw see... a lot of Iowa fans saying, "Oh, congrats! Oh, you guys are celebrating a win over records. You know, we gotta win, dude." Hey, you guys lost to Illinois with you had you know five field goals in the game. Woo! Right. So you can give us a shit all you want, <laughs> but we're gonna give it right back because guess bad. what? We're three and three, and so are you. So yes. um, yeah, I'll be a five year old. All right, um, man, I don't got anything else. I mean, this, again, just getting together, talking football. Appreciate you guys joining in. Kara, Casey, Ross, John, Dalton, um, Terry, who chimed in for a second there, too. Not sure you stuck around. Uh, but appreciate you guys being on the show. Uh, I'm sure I missed a couple people as well, but um, appreciate you being here. I don't got anything else. No, I mean, two wins in a row. We haven't been able to, to talk about that for a while, so that was oh kind of nice. Um Let's make it three and keep going. Let's get to Purdue. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Ross, we'll have to catch you next time, buddy. Uh, yes, I, I would have much rather been at the game and tailgating than going to uh, the wedding I went to in Minnesota. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we had some yes. other stuff going on, too. Otherwise, it would have been really fun. Yep. Thanks, Kara. I'll bring my Zeke. I'm not showing my dad bod, though. Sorry. No, no belly shirts. Um, again, want to just thank, uh, as we should every week, the Killigans for allowing us to – play the Cornhusker uh, during our shows um, and asking for nothing in return. But uh, we will get those guys on the show hopefully this season. Uh, we need to get Brandon Kinney back on the show as well. Yeah, he's busy. Up. The guy's got his kids are growing he's up. Coaching. He's coaching. He's doing his, uh, you know, his um, – um, a couple years ago, he he would text us like every game, so maybe we need yep. to get back into that. We got we gotta just be in touch. Gotta be better friends too. So we'll get we'll get him back on the show um, and and have him come on. But appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. The Packers lost already, so that can't be so bad unless you're uh, you know unless you're the Cowboys fan who wanted the Giants to actually lose. But it is what it is. So um, go Huskers, go Big Red. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Have a great Sunday. See you next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. And the fields are ripe with the tassel on the corn. You can hear it crow in the evening glow or the hush of early morn. In the stakes of fair, tis the very air that inspires us with a zest. That in any fray, we will not dismay, but we'll do a level best.